0: And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7. W-E-E-I.
1: All right, back here in the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Um, Patriots, they get the win. Bill Belichick will be the guest picker on college game day this morning at the Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium. So he's in his, his, his perfect weekend for Bill. Yep, coming up. He had the win, big win over Pittsburgh coming into this game today. Um, and he gets to watch his Navy team play and all that. And he can guest pick on, the, on ESPN. Um, listen, so I've heard some people talking about the whole notion of I was happy that they won and I wanted them to win and I don't root for the team to lose. And you know, they shouldn't be tanking and they shouldn't be tanking. Okay. I will admit that I don't want them to tank. That's an insult and disrespectful for me to ask for them to tank, Mm -hmm. but don't sit there and tell me that I'm in the wrong or I'm a bad fan because I'm rooting for my team to lose. Don't do that. Okay. Because I could not disagree with you more. Okay, in October of 1997, okay, October 26th, I believe, 1997, the San Diego Chargers and the Indianapolis Colts played a football game. Okay, the Chargers won that game. Mm -hmm. Okay, they won that game and lost every game the rest of the way. As a result, the Chargers lost control of the number one overall pick because they won that game against the Colts The Colts ended up with the number one overall pick and ended up with access to Peyton Manning. The Chargers, as a result, they settled for Ryan Leaf. Yep. That was that. Now, in January, or December, rather, of 2020, the New York Jets, they lost a game. Check that. The New York Jets, in December 2020, won a game over the L.A. Rams, And as a result, they lost their chance at drafting Trevor Lawrence. And because of that, they drafted Zach Wilson, who has them in the position that they're in right now, where they don't know what they're doing. They've got a 40-year-old quarterback coming back from a significant injury. And the quarterback they do have, Wilson, stinks, benched, stinks, benched back into the lineup, doesn't want to play. Now you don't know where you are as a franchise, and they are in the middle of misery. And by the way, they're going to be still mired in mediocrity because they're not even a top draft right now despite how bad they've been here's what i will say about wanting to build a foundation through meaningless wins late in the season and not rooting for your team to lose okay that's okay i can get on board with that a little bit more if you have the starting quarterback of the future if you have the franchise quarterback and you're trying to build a foundation for the future fine don't lose don't tank win as many games as you can get whatever pick you get and then build it from there but you try to build something in season even if it's a lost season through wins okay if you have the franchise guy in place and you know okay it's a tough start peyton manning 1998 but you're the guy and we know you're going to be the guy so let's try to build some momentum late in the season and, and get some wins if you're the Patriots with no quarterback and no hope at the position currently, no, 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 no. You root for losses, and you root to get as high of a draft pick as you can to fix that position. That is the only thing that matters. And don't try to tell me I'm a bad fan for rooting for that. If you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. I don't care if you win some meaningless games at the end of a season. You have to get the quarterback or you have nothing. If you had one, i feel differently they don't. Lose and have as much access to every quarterback available in the upcoming draft as you can.
2: Yeah, and it's not just the, you know, we keep talking about, like, the first round and everything like that. And the first three picks and those two quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison Jr. But it's also being at the top of the second round, at the top of the third round, top of the fourth round. You know, it's about having, like you said, it's about having access to more talent. And the higher up in the draft you get, the better access you have to more talent. Whether you want to draft guys or whether you want to trade away those picks and get a big haul and get a couple of players back and some other picks. You know, whatever it is, gives you more access to talent. There's plenty of people who still think Belichick should be the coach. Plenty of people. And you heard them come out of the woodwork after Thursday night's game. I think everyone agrees that the team isn't talented enough. There's not enough talented players on this team to make a difference. So, moving forward, if you want them to have more talent, this is the best path to go about it. Because if you end up as a 5 and 12 team, a 6 and 11 team, you're obviously your draft pick's not as good and you're stuck in the middle. And free agents look at that and go, well, why am I coming here? You're so far away from being a playoff team, and now you're stuck in the middle where you can't really get talent through the draft unless you make big trades. Or, you know, you've got to overspend and pay a ton of money to these guys in free agency. Well, last time they tried to do that, that didn't work out. So I'd rather them go back to the well in the draft and start acquiring talent that way.
1: Even though the best teams that we see out there today, and this is the key catch, When they do that, they hit. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that the Patriots are incapable of hitting, even Bill Belichick, but the 49ers, the Eagles, they hit home runs when they make those picks. You know, they hit home runs. Nick Bosa, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, um, Debo Samuel. Those are all home runs that they hit in big draft situations, big draft spots. So you can't just be there. You got to hit. And that question is still out there. Is Bill Belichick the guy to do this? And you're right. these people, I was actually shocked at how many people came out of the woodwork to defend Bill Belichick. And to talk. I, I can't believe I even have to go here. But I do. Is there a legitimate chance Bill Belichick is going to be back? Or am I ridiculous yeah. for asking that question knowing
2: there, there is a chance? You, I mean, it is ridiculous. You asking the question because, of course, yeah, yeah I think I, right. I, I'm at I'm at the point now where I think it's everyone's been talking too cavalier about it and trying to already figure out who the next head coach is going to be. Where's Belichick's landing spot going to be? I, if I was betting, I'd still favor Belichick being back with the Patriots next year. If I was betting, I'm not I talking about I, me making the decision. Yeah, we're talking about the crafts making the decision and Belichick making the decision. If I had to put money on it, he's going to be here next year. I don't love it, but
1: that's the way it it. seems to be heading. I'm out, man. I'm out. Now, if you could tell me unequivocally he would not have anything to do with the personnel side and he was just going to coach, I could accept that, but I don't see that ever happening.
2: I don't don't ever see that happening. Yeah.
1: So I, I just don't – it's run its course. It has run its course. I, I'm sorry. I as, We've said it 100,000, as much respect as I have for his abilities and the past and everything he's done, the resume and the wins. I, I just think it's run its course. I think the odds are against you that that man at 71 years old, given all the success he's had and everything associated with him, the press conferences, the demeanor, everything – it, it, that it's going to come back around for him and that it's going to come back to anything close to what we want it to be with Bill Belichick. I just think you need a change. And I, I think he could also go somewhere else and have some success. I just could never envision it happening here. That has run its course. It's over. I need a change. And by the way, like I said, like I opened the show, let's not go crazy about this win. The Steelers just lost to the Cardinals, they're on a downward t- trajectory, if not spiral. You had one good half, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's now if they go out there and look like that in the first half, the whole game against the Chiefs and win that game. I mean, then I'll have to maybe say something different or at least be open to something different, I guess. But I just it's not going to turn around with this situation. And it's been so long. It's still time for a change. That's what time it is to me. And it's going to take a hell of a lot for me to change my stance.
2: Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But one of the good things when you're when you're looking at, um, you know, the entirety of this team, the totality of it, and you look at it and go, all right, you got a pretty good defense that's missing their two best players, by the way. Um, it's kept you in plenty of games. Your offense has just been what's been putrid. In fact, you have the worst offense in the league. And it's
1: so worst offense in the league, most boring offense in the league. All so when we look
2: when we look at this team moving forward and what they need to acquire in terms of talent, it's almost exclusively offensively. Now there's a couple of guys who might leave defensively, but I'm pretty sure you're gonna retain the Kyle Duggers of the world. So defense, you're probably set. You probably don't need to make any moves defensively, really. You just want Judon back, and you want Christian Gonzalez back and start to build out from there. Let's you talk know to- you need to focus all of that energy in terms of roster construction on the offensive side of the ball.
1: I mean, my biggest fear, I-, I don't know what I would do if they retain Bill Belichick and he drafts anything other than a receiver or a quarterback with that top pick. I don't know what I would do. Let's talk to Dan and Cranston. Hey, Dan.
3: Come on. Hey, Dan. Yeah, what's up, Danny? Oh, I could have two hours, but I'll try to keep it very quickly. I want to do this with the draft and then uh, with Belichick in particular. But so, look, the difference, this team needs as many assets as it can. I think it's a multi-year rebuild. I don't think we leave this building on the fly. I think it's going to take multiple good drafts, like two or three years of it, to get to build this back the right way. And I do disagree somewhere on the defense uh ben and the fact that they they have pieces but they're a middle of the road defense when they play good quarterbacks they're nothing special they need Fair. playmakers
1: yeah no, can right I just, can i just you're add right. to that dan i also think and i've talked about this because they play games where all this explosive offense isn't really necessary for the opponent to win i do think that also factors into being a little bit better on defense they just they they're never in big games, big shootouts, or anything like that.
3: Yeah. and uh, Before I get to Belichick, here's, I said this on the other show. Now, look, the difference between two and six in the draft is, like, this year especially, just say you're sitting at number two, and whoever is making the pick, I'll get to that in a minute. You know, just say that the Patriots are open to, to shopping. You know what kind of haul you would get just from going two to six this mm. year? A ton. A ton. At least two number one picks. That's what it would take just to go to six. The San Francisco gave up three number picks to go from twelve to three. And this year, now we—I know that they're not guaranteed, but there are three very coveted targets on the first three picks this year. Caleb Williams, Drake May,
2: and Marvin Harrison Jr.
3: Right. And so, just say you. Just say for whatever reason, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. If you wanted to get out of there, you could make a haul. And this team yep. needs to get more more assets than they can possibly get. And the difference people don't forget about this. They always say one, two, three. Two is thirty-four. You know what I'm saying? Every round you're yeah. picking high. It makes yeah, all the yeah. difference in the world. Absolutely. So, so I, I just I'm at the point where like if you just want this team to win in any way, shape, or form, you are just not seeing the big picture. Somehow people think well you can get a high draft pick and sign a couple things and then spending and you'll be right back in it again. Right back in there for what? We were there three years ago, and here we are again. It didn't do anything. Now, in terms of who's picking all this stuff, look, Belichick, this team needs multi-year rebuilds. Let's just look at the big picture of this, okay? How is a guy, whether or not he can still coach or whatever, just say he was still going to coach. You got, guys, you got four years. If this thing gets back to where it's done the right way, He's going to be like, what, 74 or 75? 75, 76. And you know what I'm saying? You've got to have somebody in there who's going to see this out for 8 to 10 years. You can't go looking for another coach when he's too old. He gets the record, and then, you know what I mean? It's not going to work that way. He needs to go. Mark, you're 100% right. It's not about X's and O's. It's not about coaching. It's about the long-term future of this franchise. There's no year-to-year right now. It needs to be like a three, five, eight, ten 10-year window. It has to be torn down to whatever bolts are left and then built back up. And they have a great chance right now to do something about it. And they may suck for another two or three years, but who really cares? You know, you want to see something that's going to be built the right way. That's it. I'm just. Right, thanks for the call, Dan. That. And what I Dan means. God, he's thanks, I, I'm done. I got to go. <laughs> I hear you. You know, thanks for the call.
1: But what Dan is saying and what I'm saying, you know. I think the uniqueness of this opportunity, specifically, Kitch, is that you are – I mean, we'll see what happens the rest of the way here. But as of now, with the Chiefs' schedule to come in here a week from tomorrow, you're, you're, you're talking about the unique opportunity of having one of those top three picks, maybe even top two, where you could draft that quarterback and the new coach and the new quarterback could come in together. That's a more unique and, and maybe more coveted opportunity – not maybe – a more coveted opportunity than if you were you drafting. talking
2: about like uh you talking about like bryce young and frank reich
1: i i guess
3: didn't even make that a big first year
1: okay but I, well whatever i mean i'm saying that's a better opportunity to make the big sweeping changes than if you were drafting seven and oh by the way okay i also think if you're talking about the the candidates that you'd have available to you are interested in the job, you'll have more that are interested if you're drafting one or two than if you're drafting six, seven, eight. So that, you know, you might Certainly. want it, as many people involved or interested in the job as possible when you're making that hire. I, look, Belichick is... A lot of this has to do with his age. Okay, forget about the, the players and the personnel side and all the things and build a GM, build a guy, whatever. I've never even talked about that, really. I just think... He's older, he's in his 70s. You had Tom Brady for 20-something years. You've had five years now, or whatever it's going to be, without Tom Brady. You had a chance to draft a quarterback in the first round, which you did. You had a chance to get a quarterback after Tom Brady that wasn't a rookie, a veteran, which you did. Neither worked out, and not only did the rookie not work out, you could make the argument you ruined him. You, Bill Belichick. So based on that, based on his inability to make any type of hay with another quarterback in the five years, not one year, not five games, five years since Brady's been here, based on the fact that he sort of maybe ruined the kid, he had weird coaching decisions and coaching hires. The team has looked absolutely like ace, okay? They're undisciplined. They've gone the wrong direction. And the culture has completely been called into question. Given all of those things, I think that it's totally reasonable and not a hot take and not ungrateful Mark talking to say, you know, it's been a great run. It's been five years since Brady. You can't come close to the playoffs, especially winning a playoff game. You maybe ruined the young quarterback that you had that showed a little bit of life as a rookie and you haven't done anything in that position or with that position Since you lost the best guy to ever do it, and by by the way, you still can't make anything happen in terms of cultivating young wide receivers. So with all those things being facts, I don't think it's unreasonable to say, you know what, maybe it's time to go in another direction. I think it's okay to think like that. You know, I'm just sick of everybody acting like we're ungrateful or it's who are they going to get to replace the legend? Look, it's not going to be better. You're not going to get a legend. This this one has run its course. That so let's get over the whole oh he was the the goat and it, let's get on with what we need to get on with and maybe we can get back to something of relevance sooner rather no, than no
2: you you had the key word was the goat was past tense no longer still good not great and uh his views on what the roster should be are clearly i don't know if they're outdated i i don't think they've ever been in date Uh, and i do want to push back a little bit about what you kept saying in terms of him ruining the, the young quarterback i've said it for a long time i think mac jones just sucks now what bill did didn't help the situation but mac jones just stinks he's not good And once teams started to get some tape on him by this, you know, the stretch run of his first season, his rookie season, it wasn't nearly as good. They figured it out with the exception of that Jacksonville game.
1: All right, that's fine. But how many times, Kitsch, does a rookie come in, lead your team three quarters of the way through the season to the one seed in the conference, take them to the playoffs and get, you know, consideration for the Pro Bowl, and then completely go down the drain? I mean, I can't think of many comps for that.
2: So as a result, they got to put Listen, some there, of the blame on the There's been guys that came in and showed promise their rookie year, and it just kind of collapsed on itself from after that. Like, that's not uncommon. I get Carson Wentz, I guess. He had the injury. Uh, like, uh, go back go back to 93 when Drew Bledsoe got drafted. Yeah. Nick when he played, was decent. And then it just kind of never developed, never grew, never evolved, and he ended up being a joke. As the number two overall pick, but he's fine at first. It looked like the trajectory was right for him. But it's not uncommon. We talk about this all the time in, in you know baseball with regards to pitchers. Once once the other team gets a little bit of film on you, now they understand your tendencies. Now they really do understand your strengths and weaknesses, and how to play you and how to attack you. And that's what the league did to Mac Jones. And I think one of the reasons why Bill wanted to change the offense in that second year was because he saw how it played out down the stretch and how teams are starting to already figure out Mac Jones and his tendencies and what he's good at and what he's not good at. I'm not Mr. Defend Bill Belichick, but let's be real. Mac Jones blows. Yeah, I mean...
1: I, I think personally the best case scenario if you retain Bill Belichick would be maybe you get back to somewhat relevance and make a playoff game. That's the best I ever see it getting. And I just think based on the body of work since Tom Brady and now with the, with the, um, the possibility of a unique situation where you can have a top two pick and draft the quarterback of the future – When you combine those two things, to me, that calculation leads to Bill Belichick getting fired or or being let go, and you going in a new direction with a new coach that can bring in the quarterback of the future and they can grow together. That's what this situation, to me, equals. Would you rather,
2: as the next head coach, let's throw the Mayo situation off the table. Yeah. Two guys that could possibly be available. Would you rather have... Harbaugh, out of Michigan, or Tomlin out of Pittsburgh.
1: That question to me isn't even worth thinking about. It would be Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan. Is Mike Tomlin that good of a coach? I don't even know if he's that good of a coach. He's okay. He's he's a leader. I think he's of men. a good coach. Is he a good X's and O's coach? I mean, I don't. Does he scheme anything up? I, I've never known. He's a leader. I know he's a good leader.
2: Okay, that's part of the major part of that position. I think he's a good coach. I wouldn't, you know, say he's a great coach. I wouldn't put him in, you know, this top tier of all time coaches.
1: Easily, Jim
2: Harbaugh. Easily, easily. All right. I was just curious.
1: Yeah. No, I I didn't have
2: a strong opinion either way. I just wanted. I I figured you were going to go with Harbaugh, but I was just curious.
1: If it wasn't Jim Harbaugh, the next, the, the, you know, I don't know how if you have to have a coach now that played in the NFL. But I always appreciated the Brad Stevens route. I thought that was a unique and a, and a wise and a a smart thing that the Celtics did back 10 years ago when they sort of went down a level and got the best guy. Because that's a guy that at that point, everybody thought was going to be gunning for the big D1 job. You know, the blue blood D1 the job. What was that?
2: The Duke job.
1: That's right. Duke, North Carolina, you know, one of those jo- Not an NBA job. They went and they, let, they allowed him... Um, an opportunity to skip a step basically and they rolled the dice. Now whether it worked out, I guess it's still up in the air. You know, he he might be a better executive than he was a coach. We'll have to wait and see. But I like that and if you want to maybe think about something like that with a younger offensive coach in college that's something I would entertain if you couldn't get an established Jim Harbaugh that's been to a Super Bowl, that's turned around a quarterback, that his teams always have good defenses. I mean, that's my guy. That, that's the guy I'd want despite all the, the controversies. But it just – it is time for me. It, too many things would have to – there are just too many things now, Ben, that would have to turn around. In order for bill belichick to get back to getting this team to where they want to go that is just too much of an ask on that guy that's had these things go awry now for multiple seasons the drafting the penalties the offense figuring out the quarterback the coaching staff all the kids and the friends of people on the coaching staff the guys you know not getting a wide receiver bad signings oh, there's too many things that have to turn around for this guy to be able to pull that off I don't see it happening, and I don't think that it's worth doing. I think at this stage, with the top pick looming and with a two or three in whatever season they have going, 70-something, now's the time, man. Now's the time. I hate to say it. We always hate to say it, but it just feels like now's the time. Um, But, like you said, I'm not convinced it's going to be the time you have a little bit of a win like that. And all of a sudden they all come out of the woodwork and you could easily see Robert Kraft saying, I could easily see him saying, you know, if they get the top pick, there's nobody I didn't trust more than bill Belichick to bring this organization into the next generation or something like that. You know, you couldn't, you see that statement coming out, announcing of course. something like, you of know, course. I could absolutely see it. So I don't know. Um, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Uh, No news on Shohei Otani yet. Red Sox haven't done much. Red Sox actually have done bopkis, so we can get into that. The Celtics in-season tournament, the championship game tonight, a lot to get to here, more on the Patriots, uh, um, and we can go around the NFL too. This is the Martin Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEEI.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.